How much how much pride do you take, Brandon, in kind of the legacy that you've built here? I feel proud. When I first got here, it was my goal to be a staple here in Baltimore, like the Ray Lewis's, the Ed Reed's, the Sarah Goose's, the Helodies. You know what I'm saying? Like You feel like you want to keep playing football for sure after this season. Oh, yeah, I can ball for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I still got juice, so we're good. One of your best impersonations was of Calais Campbell. He's like, yes, sir. All right, baby, let's go, baby. All right, man, hey, hey. We're gonna come out here, we go, we're gonna get out there, we're gonna fight today. Here we go fight. Yes, <laughs> Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens are going into what is essentially a must-win game against the Los Angeles Rams. Two games left. The Ravens probably have to get to 10 wins. That's what we've been saying all along. If they do get to 10 wins, They'll almost certainly get into the playoffs. They would just need the Miami Dolphins to lose one of their last two games against two tough opponents in the Titans and the Patriots. And then they would be in. But, this is a big but, they got the Los Angeles Rams who sit at 11-4 and and one of the best teams in the NFC standing in their way come to M&T Bank Stadium against a team that is getting healthier COVID-wise, but I would not say is healthy. Right. Well, it's all relative. They're, they're healthier <laughs> than they were on Sunday when they went to Cincinnati. And they had, what, 10 guys activated from the practice squad. They had 33 players either on injured reserve or the COVID list. So getting healthier. And they gave you the wave. They gave you the wave. Yeah. Gee, come on down, <laughs> baby. They're getting healthier than that, which is a good sign. There's been a number of players who have been activated from the COVID list over the course of this week. Chris Westry, Jimmy Smith, I think those are two act, huge activations, especially as Anthony Averett now is dealing with the chest injury. Tavon Young, Tavon Young dealt with an injury in the game. So Smith and Westry, that's really big. Geno Stone was activated. Tyus Bowser spent, what, 20 hours on the COVID list. He's activated again. Justin Houston <laughs> is activated. Geno Stone is activated. So some significant activations on that front, and the Ravens hope to get more over the course of the week. Also, part of the reason they could get more, it's worth Mentioning here, if you haven't heard, the NFL and the NFLPA have changed the rules on the COVID list. This has kind of been evolving over the past few weeks. They've gone with the transition to a five-day quarantine period, vaccinated or unvaccinated, uh, for a positive test. Uh, so it used to be 10 days for unvaccinated, and then basically 10 days you could test out if you were vaccinated. Anyway, the timeline has been cut for players when they get COVID that they can come back and return to action, which could allow the Ravens to get some guys back. Tyler Huntley is currently on the COVID list. John Harbaugh said today that the Ravens hope to get him back. Also, the Ravens got Lamar Jackson back at practice. We're going to talk about that on the back end of this. So that's a long way of saying. That's not COVID related. Yeah, yeah. Justin Matabike could come back. Yeah, that's a long way of saying. That would be another big one. The Ravens are getting healthier, and they need to be healthy because they're going up against one of the you know best eight teams in the league. And the Rams on Sunday in, like you said, essentially a must-win game. But this getting all these guys back just gives me a just gives me a good feeling. I'm starting to kind of get that feeling, like we could pull this off. Mm. Just saying, mm. just tossing it out there. I don't think I think crazier things have happened. You know what this game kind of reminds me of is back in 2018, late in the season. I can't remember what week it was exactly. The Ravens had to go out to San Diego, mm. or was it, or were they in L.A. at that point? Right. L.A., San Diego, I'm not sure. And beat the Chargers, who were a very good team, on the road with Lamar Jackson and a young offense around them. And people didn't give the Ravens much of a chance in that game. And they went out there and pulled one off to, to make it to the playoffs. 
could this be the Lamar coming out of the locker room, coming out of the you-know-what <laughs> in Cleveland? <laughs> Not going to say it, but we all know the joke that I'm making here. <laughs> to come save the day. Well, Is this that scenario? We'll see. We'll talk more about that that possibility, I think, on the back end of this. Because uh, I think there's a lot right. of things that are kind of floating around here that it that that could f- affect things. I, by the way, I, I still think that pass to Mark Andrews in that game was one of the best that that Mark Andrews to Lamar connection. That's kind of when when we saw the Mark Andrews oh, yeah. coming out party. That was a pretty that was a thing of beauty in that game. Um, that was. So I think you, I think you could be onto something. I hope that you're right. I hope that you're right. Ooh. And a player who's going to be really important for these two games is the veteran defensive lineman, Brandon Williams. He's played a lot of big games over the course of his career. He knows what it takes to get to the playoffs, knows what it takes to win big games. The Ravens are certainly going to count on him this week. So with that in mind, we invited Brandon to stop by the lounge. So let's go ahead and welcome him in. Well, Brandon, thanks for joining us, bud. Uh, first question for you. Since I'm, I'm, you know, getting a little old, your nickname <laughs> is Big. your nickname is Big Baby, but you're almost right. 33 now. You are yeah. a, a older baby, I would have to say. Yeah. Do, you, do you still Huey. go by Big Baby, or what do you go by now? Uh, Yeah, I still do. I mean, it <laughs> never really bothered me. I mean, I, that was my pretty much uh, nickname since I was a kid, so it never bothered me. But uh, I have started thinking about it, but I'm like, you know what? It's whatever. Everybody likes it. I like <laughs> it. I don't care. <laughs> you know, you always have this youthful persona. You're a fun-loving guy, so I feel like, you know, yeah. it still fits, you know? You're not like the grumpy oh, yeah, old man. I'm not trying to say yeah. old period. Once I cut the hair, like once I cut the hair, oh, it's it's back to the baby, you know, for sure. <laughs> right now I'm a little I'm a little slothy or a little manatee or whatever. I'm a little hairy, but uh once I cut the hair and get the baldy and all that stuff, I'm back to you know, Google Gaga over here. <laughs> now, are you still doing the handstands? Oh, I can still do them. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's been a while. Really? Yeah. Do you how how do you like kind of test that once a year? Just be like, all right, do I still got it? Yeah. I, I usually, you, see, you guys usually see me during training camp hitting it every now and again. So I usually just test it out a few times at training camp just when I'm bored or messing around. So yeah. Usually later in the seasons, the handstands start to stop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can still get them done. For sure, that's probably smart, especially this year when uh, everyone's kind of landed on IR. You need to keep everyone protected as much as possible. No handstands exactly. here in December. So, uh, all right, Brandon, two games left of this regular season. Uh, we all know what the standings are, and it's essentially you probably got to win these last two to get into the playoffs. How would you kind of describe the thought process, the mentality of the team right now? I mean, if I could say this, it's nut cut time. I mean, it's time to, you know, prove if you're Raven or not. I mean, it's to prove if you're, you know, you're with us. You know, you, you believe in the team and you believe where you are. You know, you believe the uh, logo on your helmet and the name on the back of your jersey and the people you're fighting for. You know, that's what time it is. You know, people remember what you do in December. So you need to, you know, put something out there that these people can actually, you know, remember. Do you feel as like one of the veteran players on this team that there's responsibility on you to – I don't know, talk to younger players and say that if we're going to make the playoffs, this is what needs to happen. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I definitely uh, feel like I've, I need to be, um, I've leveled up, I, as you should say, um, as a more vocal leader. Um, I'm still working on my vocal skills. Obviously, I'm more of a lead by example guy, but, you know, me, as I see you know, newer guys come in and me obviously being the old veteran, I mean, I, I definitely have, have um, 
took it upon myself to definitely, you know, be out there, be more vocal and you know, hype the team up, make sure the guys are doing what they need to do. Because, you know, like you said, I mean, it's a time where the veteran guys have been in this position before and the young guys haven't. So we have to get them ready as much as possible and pretty much instill as much as we can in them to the, for them to get ready because we already know what to expect. I'm sure one of those young guys that you've been talking to uh, is Broderick Washington. And I have to imagine you had some words for him after uh, he missed the sack on the very first play of the game <laughs> last week. How how hard a time did you give him oh, after yeah. that one? Ooh, oh, man. I mean, he other than him giving himself a hard time, that's the best thing about Brody. I mean, he's his own worst critic. <laughs> um, so he was already down on himself. So you saw it in his eyes. You're just like, hey, man, hey, you owe us two now. You know, all right, you, you know, you missed that one. So now you owe us two plays. We need two plays out you. So he, he definitely made him up, you know, during the game. So, I mean, we were ragging on him a little bit, but, you know, he – he definitely came out for us. Right. I mean, he, he, as you said, he came back out of sack later in the game, and I feel like he's been playing more and playing better as the season has gone on. You know, Isaiah Mack also got a sack. Oh, yeah. Justin Matabike didn't play last mm-hmm. week on the COVID list, but he's been very good all season long. Just, you know, what are your impressions oh, yeah. of some of these young defensive linemen that you've been coaching up? I mean, we've got some dogs. We've got some dogs on the D-line. I mean, and, you know, we got some guys with some raw talent who's only going to get better. Matabike is still raw, and he's only going to get better. You know, Broderick, you're seeing glimpses of him, and he's only going to get better. IMAC, you know, everyone, Jelly, just everyone's just getting better as as the day goes on, and we just keep trying to, coaches and players alike, try to just keep honing that in, keep, you know, striving for a little bit better every single time, just a little bit better every single time. For for you with these young guys, how has it been with you and Calais? Like, Calais is, you know, we joked earlier about your nickname being Big Baby, and uh, you know, but I feel feel like Calais has just always been a veteran. I mean, since he came to Baltimore, certainly that's been the case. Yeah. But he just like has that kind of attitude and that mentality. How have the two of you kind of gotten to know each other and and become whether it's friends or just kind of worked together over these past couple of years? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously tough tougher during the COVID times, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Um, pretty much just, you know, texting each other, calling each other, um, pretty much trying to relate. He just had a kid. So I'm, you know, helping him with fatherhood tips and stuff like that. Just kind of gelling him more than just football. So you actually know where the person's from, where he was actually dealing with at home, you know, who he actually is as a person other than the football player. Cause you already know who his football life is, but you know, it's, it's, it says something else when you play for a person because of who they are instead of what they do. Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, it, he's, he's made it clear that, this could be it for him. We'll see. How is, what do you think? Is, is Clay, is this, is this it? Are you kind of soaking up your time with him? Uh, I mean, I'm always soaking up the time. I mean, you never know when your you know, last day, last play is going to be called, but um, I mean, I think he can do whatever he wants, I mean, He's still got the energy. He's still got the fire. I mean, I think he can still do it for one more year. Um, it's just up to him. It's up to him and his family, his choice, you know? So um, I'd love to see him again, but if not, you know, congratulations on a great you know career and, you know, after after these two games, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> more games. No, no, two games, two, two games, two and then, two games and then yes, yes, two games yes, plus, plus the playoffs. Yeah, yes, exactly. yes, yes, definitely. Um, but you know, to, uh, all power to him if he still comes out. I mean, he still is playing at a high level for sure. Heck yeah, we want to see him again. We want to see him out on the field, whether it's with us or anybody else. Right. How do you look at your future, Brandon? I know you're going into unrestricted free agency uh, this off season. You know, you've mm-hmm. had nine years with this team, nine great years with this team, and I think we've all seen how much better this defense is when you're on the field. You know, when you're, when you're injured, we're like, oh, God, it's going to be a, could be a long day today, you know? <laughs> um, uh, how, do, how, do you, how do you look at your future with the Ravens? Um, 
let the cards fall as they may. I mean, right now I'm, I'm, I'm focused on these two games, you know, plus more. Um, and we'll see what happens in, after, after the season, you know, when the clock hits zero. So, I mean, as of right now, I, I, who knows what may happen, but, you know, we'll see. But you feel like mm-hmm. you feel like you want to keep playing football for sure after this season. Oh yeah, I can ball it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> got to. Oh yeah, I, mean, I still got well, I still got juice, so we good. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like you know for defense alignment, sometimes I start to wonder like how much longer you guys want to play. I remember even with Haloti Nada, like mm-hmm. he was playing at such a high level, even at the end. Right. And it was like, do you want, cause you guys take a beating. Right. You just, you, and you've dealt with some injuries in, in the re- recent years, but yeah. like you play, you guys at the position you play, you do the grunt work. You got guys taking out your legs. Like it is not easy work by any means. And right. so like when you get to year eight, nine, 10, it's like, do you want to keep doing it? But it sounds like you're that you do that. You're not even thinking about that. Yeah, I'm not really thinking about that until I have to. I mean, obviously, you always have a plan B. You always are, you know, prepared for the worst. But, I mean, until I see it, I mean, I'm just going to keep that plan B in my back pocket. So, um, keep on doing what I've been doing. That's balling on Sunday. So, that's why I continue playing on doing for the now and seeable future. How much, how much pride do you take, Brandon, in kind of the legacy that you've built here in Baltimore? You know, when you talk about Ravens defenders, you know, this we have a rich history, but not as many guys, not too many guys have been around for nine years like you have, and and been a long, long time starter, Pro Bowler. You know, yeah. just how do you feel about kind of the legacy that you built here? Uh, I feel proud. You know, proud to be able to have a a staple here in Baltimore. You know, um, when I first got here, I wanted to have a that's that was my goal to be a staple here in Baltimore, like the Ray Lewis's, the Ed Reeds, the Sarah Gooses, the Halodis. You know what I'm saying, like. All those people, like that's what is my, you know, goal, and I'm proud of myself for continuing to, you know, strive for that goal and be, you know, hitting that goal every year. And as long as I'm here. Now, now, my last question for you is, you, I, one of your best impersonations from the Pro Bowl a few years ago was of Calais Campbell, right? You, you're Calais. <laughs> it's it's spot on. How now that he's you know he's been a teammate teammate for two years like do you break that out on the regular with him or did that have to re- go into retirement yeah, it's once he pretty came much out? every day anytime he pretty much says something yeah it's <laughs> it's how I got to he's like yes sir all right baby let's go baby all right man. hey hey we gonna come out here and go we gonna get out there and go fight today and we gonna fight all four <laughs> quarters baby let's go so oh, man he, it, 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 it's just a thing now. I, it just happens anytime he, because he's he's a talker. You know, he's a big talker. He loves talking, so you can always hear him. He's got that deep voice, so he's like, you can hear him from a mile away almost. So like, as soon as you hear him, you're just like, dang, here goes Clayus, always talking. <laughs> so you're just like, hey, baby, hey, hey, what are we gonna do today? We gonna go out there, we gonna get everything we got, right? All right, that's what I'm talking about. Break it down. Like it's just it's just automatic at this point. <laughs> You really got the yes sir. You really got the yes sir down. I mean, that's like his trademark. Yeah. That's his calling card. You've kind of perfected that one. It sounded like him when you just did it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. He he he's a great guy. He's a funny dude. I mean, he he's he's like he's lighthearted, so he doesn't take too too much offense to it. I mean, sometimes I can get on his nerves, but hey, it is. <laughs> well, Brandon, I, I gotta that's say, awesome. man, we uh, you are one of the guys that I miss the most since the locker room's been closed the past two years. It's always fun chatting with you uh, and, and just seeing you uh, interact with the guys in the locker room, man. So it's it's a pleasure uh, to have you on the lounge. That. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you, man. I miss you guys too. I know the COVID stuff and all that stuff. I don't get to, you know, get in the community as much, get in front of you guys, see you guys that much. But I mean, thank you for thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. And let's get these wins, man. Let's, let's get these damn wins. Let's go. Let's get it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. All right, man. All right. Let's go. Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOCK when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOCK and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Well, great stuff from Brandon, and good to hear that this dude, you know, envisions a lot more football left ahead of him. You, you, like we were kind of talking about, you you wonder, especially with him going into free agency this offseason, what the future will have for him. And uh, it was interesting. I think he's going to be he's going to be uh, an interesting call for the front office this offseason. You know, I mean, do they feel like Isaiah Mack or, or Jelly could could be that guy moving forward? Obviously, like I said, Brandon has been a very good player for a long time. And when you talk about how good the Ravens defense has been, you know, they're number one in the league right now. And a big part of that is Brandon Williams, especially against the rush against against the rush against against the run. Right. Number one against the run. They're number one in the league. So especially if Clayus Campbell isn't back, do you really want to take Brandon Williams out of that mix? But how costly would he be? He signed a big five year contract a few years ago. What's what would his contract look like moving forward? A lot of unknowns, but it is interesting. Yeah, it's really tough for me to predict what that contract would look like. It's just tough with that position, with a player at that age. Yep. But, man, you said it. Like, when he's not on the field and when he is, you've seen the difference over the past few years. And he's still playing at a high level. And, and like I said, when a guy at, at his age starts to kind of wear down and miss some games and miss time, you just wonder. You just wonder at that position, like, are they going to say, you know what? I've made a lot of money. I've got a long future ahead of me. I don't need to keep playing football. He's got a but family. He's got like young kids. He's and got stuff a fam- like that. Right. Yeah. Like, it, is it worth it? But clearly, he wants to keep playing. Yeah. And I think that's good news. Um, and he can obviously still play, as you just said. The Ravens have the best run defense in the league. So I think that'll be an interesting discussion uh, amongst the front office uh, this offseason in terms of how, how they want to handle that. Well, you but see some no- football, you see some nose tackles play for a long time. I mean, Vince Wilfork, like it's not necessarily a position where guys like where to, you know, it's not like he still needs to run a four four forty to be effective right, as a cornerback, right. you know? I mean, like if you do the yeah. job well and, and you know, your health holds up relatively well, like I feel like you can keep doing it. You know what I mean? For sure. You get the old man strength. Thing. Old man strength. You do. That's what you it do. is. I, I just, again, I think it's the desire. It's like, you just take a beating. And I just, yeah. I always go back to Haloti. Like, Haloti, his last few, like, his last couple years in Baltimore, and then even beyond that, like, that guy just felt like, I, I would, I can't imagine what Monday mornings looked like for him. It just yeah. seemed like he was always beat up. And I think that that position, it just takes a toll on you. But, hey, Brandon's still playing well. He wants to keep playing. I think that's good news. Yep, agree. So, he he's the one guy that's going to have to have, a good game against the L.A. Rams. Not known for their rushing attack nearly as much as they are for their aerial attack with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Um, but I'll say this. The Ravens' cornerback situation, as we talked about a little bit at the top, is still not great. 
you know, I mean, you're obviously without your top two guys, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, you might be without your number three and number four guys, Anthony Averett and Tavon Young, neither of which practiced on Wednesday. So now you're down, you're starting your fifth best corner and it goes down from there, right? So I would expect if Tavon and Averett aren't able to play, which I think is very much up in the air, question mark, they could. You know, you're looking at Chris Westry starting, maybe Jimmy Smith starting. Uh, Kevon Seymour would, would still have a big role. So, and they're going up against Cooper Cup, who is on pace right now to set the all-time single-season receiving, <laughs> receiving yards record. Yeah. Uh, yep. So it's not a great matchup. Thus, I think the Ravens' front seven has to have itself a day. Like, mm. that was one thing that was missing against the Bengals. They were with without Justin Houston. Uh, they didn't have Pernell McPhee. You know, you they were a little shorthanded even up front against the Bengals. Now, Calais Campbell, Campbell was obviously hampered, didn't play, only played a handful of snaps. If you can get those guys healthy and get them off the COVID list, Pernell McPhee came off, like, can the front seven help kind of cover up some of the deficiencies on the back end? I think the Ravens will need that to happen. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think you need to get pressure. You need to just make the quarterback uncomfortable. You know, Matthew Stafford has dealt with some injuries this year. He's been banged up a little bit at times. I know they're they're much more of a pass-heavy team than a run-heavy team, but they, they're coming off a game where Sonny Michelle just put up big yards on the ground, over 100 yards on the ground when they beat the Vikings. So they do have that ability to, to go to that type of an offense if they need to. But I'm going to guess, you know, they're looking at what happened last week in Cincinnati and saying, all right, we've got Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. and Matthew Stafford. This is going to be an aired-out kind of game. Mm-hmm. So I think that... I think that you make a good point that it's like the secondary is what it is. I, I do think that, I mean, Westry was playing well before he went on the COVID list. Yeah, I like Westry. Um, and, and then Jimmy Smith, like, you know, this, these could be his the final two regular season games of his career. And, and he's played a long career who, and, and has played a lot of big games. And so like, I think that he's going to be wanting to leave it all out there, leave it all out on the field. Yeah. Um, here, I, I, I don't mind Jimmy, you know, Jimmy in a matchup with uh, Odell, who he has familiarity with, uh, some familiarity with, or, or even Van Jefferson. I kind of, if it comes down to this, I, I don't I don't hate Westry on Cup. And hear me out on this. Westry can move. You just following him? I'm not you saying following him, him but I, I think, like, oh, that, okay. that, that matchup isn't... <laughs> I'm going to sound really... Like I'm wearing the purple sunglasses here, okay? Yeah. But I'm just saying, West you got this purple cam, the purple camo pants. <laughs> I'm just right saying, now. oh yeah, Westry gonna lock down Cooper Cup. <laughs> not, yeah. not what I'm saying, right? But I'm just saying, like Westry can move, and I like his length. Like Cooper Cup is not a a tall, big guy. Like can can Westry kind of like win a little bit with his length? That like could that serve him well in that kind of matchup? I don't know. Tavon Young would be the guy, yeah. or Anthony Averett who I would want most, but I'm just saying like, yeah, yeah. The Ravens aren't, yeah, I th- don't stick a fork in the Ravens secondary. The other, the other thing I'll point out here, I mean, Matthew Stafford is coming off a three interception game against the Vikings. Yeah. Right. So he's thrown, yep. uh, he's thrown a fair number of interceptions this season. How many does he toss here? I'm going 13 picks, which is his most he's thrown since 2015. Like dude's been thro- giving some up. So now on the flip side of that, the Ravens, have the second fewest interceptions in the league. So 
they are not ball hawks or have not been by any stretch of the imagination this yeah. year. Um, but something has to give here. Either either they got to get some or Stafford's going to stop throwing them. I just I do get the sense that it could it could once again be a a pass heavy <laughs> spread them out kind of a game. Oh yeah, they're going to go you know, three d- wide like the whole game. Yeah, it's like <laughs> because th- like the Ravens have the depth issues, they just have the secondary issues. Their secondary is depleted. And so they're going to get they're going to get tested. There's no doubt about that. I think that to your point about the interceptions, if the Ravens win this game, we're talking about a win on Sunday. I think it's probably because okay, they got a couple of picks however that happens um like i just i just think if you play if you don't take away any possessions from the rams it's going to be hard to win the game yeah because I, they just have such a good offense that was what happened basically on sunday you know against the Bengals. like mm-hmm. they didn't stop the Bengals one time and so like it didn't matter how well the offense played which the offense played pretty well against the Bengals, especially considering all they were up against with josh johnson making the start but like it didn't matter they could have scored t- they, they just couldn't stop the Bengals at all and so that, in order to avoid that, one way is you just got to steal possessions and get a couple of turnovers. And I think that probably has to happen if the Ravens pull off the upset. The other thing, too, I just will make the point. Like, the, it's, a three and, the, it's a three and a half point spread last time I checked. So it's not like, I know that people are kind of talking about this game like, man, Ravens, big underdogs. And it's not often that the Ravens are underdogs at home. But like, even Vegas doesn't think that this is like an out, out like we're not talking a double digit point spread here where it's like, man, mm-hmm. the Ravens got no shot in this game. Like even Vegas thinks that this is a fairly close matchup. The other biggest, not the, the other biggest question. This is the biggest question is the quarterback question. Yeah. At recording this, Lamar Jackson returned to practice on Wednesday. He practiced, but in the time that was open to the media clearly was, didn't look a hundred percent. I mean, he was limping at practice, um, and didn't look like himself. How does, does he continue to practice this week? I don't know. Um, You know, this is his first practice in two weeks. So is there a process of just, you kind of got to work through the early pain? I have no idea. John Harbaugh said he's hopeful that Lamar practices, but Lamar plays on Sunday, but certainly it's going to be dependent on how it responds in practice. So Like we we would just be guessing right now if we were going to say as to whether Lamar plays on Sunday. I know that watching some of the video of him out of practice, he was not moving great. Yes, what th- was not an encouraging sign. Not what you wanted to see after two weeks off. Uh, you know, you I think the hope, obviously, especially for a a mobile quarterback like Lamar, is that he can be mobile. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, wasn't encouraging, but you know, John also said that. Uh, Snoop Tyler Huntley is expected to return to practice Thursday today as of the time that you're listening to this. Um, so that would be really welcome news. You know, I would still have confidence that Snoop could run this offense. Well, he's done it before. I do think to our points earlier that this might need to be a little bit of a track meet. The Ravens offense is going to have to score some points. I think they're probably going to have to score at least in the mid twenties to thirties to low thirties to win this game. And I, I think mm-hmm. they can, you know, I think, you know, if Lamar improves over the course of the week or, or I think that Snoop, you know, could get this offense into the thirties and pull off a stunner here. So Mark Andrews, we all know what he's going to do. It's going to be a hundred yards touch, you know, <laughs> set the all time Ravens, catches. two touches, three touches. Heck I need it for fantasy. 
um, set the all-time <laughs> Ravens receiving record, single-season receiving record. He's going to ba- break Michael Jackson's record from 1996. I will not break into singing Thriller once again. Um, but you. you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, I think I think this offense has kind of found itself a little bit, to be honest. And uh, that is giving me, and I do think that there is now now how people are feeling after seeing Lamar take the practice field. I don't know, but there is definitely some le- a level of excitement, like with him just returning, mm-hmm. like it added some juice to the feeling of like kind of what I was talking about at the top. Okay, can we pull yeah. this off? Can we win two games here and get in? And then who knows what can happen? You know, so a lot remains to be seen. I think it'll be an exciting game at MIT Bank Stadium. Awesome. Well, you're gonna just you're just gonna say it's an, it's just an exciting game. You're not gonna do the the standard the standard close here. The, are you, you just kidding going me? with the? Are you kidding? Are you just me? saying it's gonna be an exciting game. It's a I two thought... game season here, and you're just gonna finish the podcast with it's gonna be an exciting game. <laughs> All right. Wow. You know what? You know what? Four-game losing streak has not diminished the big at all, okay? <laughs> this is going to be the biggest big that you've ever heard. Are you ready for this one? I don't know if I'm ready for it. I need to take my headphones out here. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to back up five feet on this one because we need this one. All right, I'm backing up for the if you're driving in the <laughs> If you're driving in the car right now, this is your cue. Turn hey, down the we volume. We warned you. Turn down the volume. Protect your you. speakers. I'm about to scare my family. Here we go. This is going to be a big win this game. Oh, yeah, they're scared. I just scared my children. I think. I don't even know if your mic picked up that sound. It just it just went blank. It just went blank. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with you next week.